Okay, Sprint Masters, welcome. Today, uh, we're gonna talk about how and when you can switch your creative service consultancy or your creative service business, uh, when and how you can switch to value-based pricing. Uh, and the main thing that we're gonna focus on is the power of specializing and productizing for the creative industry. This is The Brand Sprint Show with Bruce White, the podcast for thinkers, writers, and researchers to get the best practical advice on how to consult, how to sell, and how to deliver brand and strategy sprints right across your client's business life cycles, because you can always add more value. Let's get into it. When it comes to building a creative business, there are typically two stages that you have to go through. Stage one is gonna involve an awful lot of hard work and you'll be saying yes to practically everything that comes your way, right? You've probably already been here, you may even still be here where you're, where you're pricing everything per hour, you're never turning away work. Uh, now, to be clear, there is definitely a time for this because if I, if I just put my branding cap on now, startups actually begin building a great brand by being successful, finding a product and market fit, scaling and gaining traction, okay? You've got to remember that the greatest consumer products in recent years, so Airbnb, um, Uber, even things like Instagram, they all went through multiple pivots that were driven by market need and just plain hard work, okay? Every successful entrepreneur and every successful creative that I know when they've got a really, really focused specialization, invariably, it's not the specialization that they began with, okay? So I know you're gonna hear a lot of talk about niching, you're gonna hear a lot of talk about you've gotta get your niche right first and all this sort of stuff. Stage one is the time period when you can pivot as often as you need to, and you can carve out what makes your company unique and what makes it value valuable, okay? This is the time that you find what works for you. This is where you'll find that product market fit, uh, you'll you'll hire a team if you want one. You'll uncover the unique opportunities and the things that attract you, uh, both in working style as well as type of clients, type of work, etc. But once you get that done, once you've given everything you have to stage one and you've built something unique and valuable to both yourself and to your market, you absolutely have to move to stage two. Otherwise, you basically just end up penalizing yourself for your experience, okay? The better you get, the faster you can get the job done, but if you're still charging hourly, that just means you get to bill less, which is ludicrous because you've put all this work into developing this expertise. Why would you then sell that for less, give higher value for lower money? It doesn't make any sense, right? So you've got to move to stage two. And that basically means you have to move to a value-based pricing model by doing one or both of specializing and or productizing. I will always recommend both. Uh, and don't worry, I'm not blind to the sticking points. I know all the things that go through your mind when you're thinking, I've got to narrow down what I'm doing, okay? Typically people will say things like, uh, won't I be leaving money on the table if I specialize? And what if I get bored when I productize by doing the same thing over and over again? And, and what if I don't want to productize the creative or don't believe you can productize the creative, right? So I definitely get why people struggle to commit to this. It makes perfect sense. But here's the thing. A customized services business is not built for scale. A company that's built for scale has set processes, they have set prices, they have set products, and the longer you stay as a, a customized services business, so that's where you're taking everything that comes along, or that's when no matter what the client asks for, you you'd make changes within your business 
to make that happen. The longer you stay as that, which is stage one that I've just referenced, the harder it is going to be to get to stage two, which is going to involve value-based pricing, right? So uh, scalability, specialization, okay, which is about strategy and not tactics. The reality is your goal should be to do less but more significant work with much higher profit margins. And that becomes possible when your systems don't have to be adjusted for each and every client, right? If you're providing a, a very specific result or a solution to a very specific problem, now you're specializing, okay? I was reading an article earlier and it, and it was basically talking about the exact type of problem that you see in a stage one creative consultancy or creative agency. Basically, Let's imagine you're a video agency and your, and your client calls your agency for a brand video. If you're in stage one, because you're eager to please, right? You're gonna take a bunch of notes, you're gonna follow their directive and you're gonna deliver exactly what, they're, what they ask for, right? So um, five minutes of testimonials, uh, company history, uh, all sorts of product shots, right? Fade in, fade out, end of video. But what if in your well-intentioned desire to produce what the client asked for, what if you fail to consider where the video fits into the, the customer's journey? What if you rushed into execution without understanding the brand's limitations for delivering on this, or even the strengths, or even at the base level, just the metrics for measuring success? Because you're still saying yes to everything, you will have failed to discover the client's real need, and now they're gonna have a piece of expensive content with absolutely no purpose or place to use it, right? And you will not have solved a single problem for them. So they're, they're then gonna blame you, and you're now gonna be back at the bottom of their list of quote unquote suppliers, and they're just gonna call you when they want stuff. At that point, you're basically the client's mouse hand. You're certainly not a partner. You're certainly not someone with insights or expertise. You're someone that they get to tell you what to do. And then they can charge you or they can pay you the equivalent of a $15 an hour uh, employee they could have themselves or less, right? And interestingly, the way you get away from that and, and the way you move from stage one to stage two is also the way that you make more money and you begin working with better clients. But it means you have to let go of that first stages tool set, right? So first, you're actually gonna start saying no to almost everything, but you're gonna do that by specializing. And this is a little bit more than just the need to niche. Certainly defining a niche is at the center of this, but a lot of people confuse the reasons behind specializing or niching when they're trying to get out of stage one. And that is, instead of defining a niche to gather some uh, random imaginary audience that's supposedly just waiting for you to start speaking to them, the first reason that you specialize is actually to develop expertise. You need to focus because, and if you've ever heard of a guy called Blair Enns, he puts this really well. It's not until you focus on the same types of problems for the same market that you begin to see the patterns. So this is not about declaring an expertise or declaring a niche. This is about building and expertise, building that ability to see the patterns, right? And you cannot build a deeper ex expertise until you begin seeing those patterns and until you solve those same type of problems over and over again. So in stage one, 
you're really broadly positioned, right? You're making your sales and your marketing super difficult and you're inviting competition. You basically cannot command a premium price. You, you certainly cannot command value-based pricing because you're not standing apart from the crowd. But when you specialize on a specific result or on a solution to a specific problem for a specific client, you can begin to build that real expertise, which is going to then increase the value of your deliverable ex exponentially because it's not the deliverable where the value is. It's the insights. It's the understanding. It's the expertise. It's the, it's the experience. It's the knowledge that allows you to, to see those patterns that your client can't see because remember, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. They can't see these things. That's why they need your expertise because you can see the patterns. Now, the second step of moving from stage one to stage two is productizing, which in a nutshell is a streamlined step-by-step -step process for your service, which does a few things. First, it leverages systems to deliver high value solutions that are tied to results, okay? And at the same time, it reduces friction in communication and it helps you create crystal clear client expectations. So. Let's look at the first sticking point that we always hear when we talk about productizing. Most creatives agree that creativity can't be productized. And you're right in the sense that creativity, just like insight, can't be wrapped up in a little box and delivered in the same amount of time with the same amount of power, etc., etc. every time. You can't productize insight. But you can productize everything around it. Uh, onboarding clients, milestones, uh, schedule meetings, review sessions, all of that sort of stuff. And you can limit what you produce to one or two specific services, knowing that your expertise, your insights, and your creativity are the value within them. They're what drive the success of these one or two, one or two services. But the productizing of everything around them and the limiting to just the one or two services it what is what makes them scalable for you as a stage two business, okay? So that's option one is productize your creative service. But you've gotta be really careful to make sure that step one specializing is done properly first because all the research shows that your clients will consider all agencies to be the same and all agencies therefore to be interchangeable if their service offering is focused on standardized components and preset specifications. Basically what that means is when you productize your creative services, you are risking creating an easy to copy product and ending up looking like just another commodity, which sends you straight back to the lowest price wins game, okay? Because you're focused on the product not on the insight or the creativity, but it actually gets worse. Productizing a creative service in most cases will actually remove the creative part of the project altogether. And now you've just created a cookie cutter product that no one, least of all you or your team, can ever enjoy or be proud of, right? As creatives, we all want to create something amazing. But trying to make something exceptional from a boilerplate brief is just gonna result in a formulaic project, okay? Which brings me to the next sticking point, which is 
the fear that productizing your creative service is going to make you die of boredom, right? Doing the same quote unquote product over and over. And that's absolutely true in the event that you've decided to create one of those one day websites or a productized website where for five grand you'll get a home and about and a terms page or whatever, right? So we took a different approach to this. We said, if we can't productize the creative because of the need to provide real value, which is what's going to separate us from the crowd rather than make us interchangeable, right? The need to solve the client's real business problems. And if we can't just do custom creative work because it's not scalable and the, and the return in that commoditized market is way too long to what too low to be sustainable. The trick is to, to start before you ever get into the creative project. And you do that by productizing what happens before the creative service. And so that's when we developed our brand sprint. In our case, we decided on a sprint format so that we could deliver it rapidly at the beginning of a project to establish our value before we ever moved into the creative agency services. So we became experts in our clients' brands. So we understand everything from the history, the size, the purpose, uh, the products, the pricing, even the communication channels within this business, right? Which then allows us to begin the relationship from that position of partner instead of supplier. And as it turned out, we organically increased the fees that we were able to charge for the following on creative in our agency at the same time as we charged higher, higher fees for our, for our strategic services because we'd become so valuable and we'd become so knowledgeable in our clients' brands that we had organically taken that expert position, right? So you have two stages of creative business. Stage one involves working your ass off and taking every job that comes along, but it is necessary to build your expertise and to understand your preferred working style, your preferred client, etc. Okay, so if you're still in stage one, there is no, I'm not doing this fast enough. It's as fast as it needs to be for you to develop everything you need to know to declare a specialization and to begin to build that expertise and to productize into one or two services. After that, you've got stage two, okay? And that's the opposite of stage one. This is where you're gonna be saying no to far more products than you'll be saying yes to. You'll be specializing uh, and you'll be offering a productized service with a set price that offers defined high value results. And the simplest way to get from stage one to stage two without sacrificing the creative, so without doing one of those one day websites or you know producing this formulaic cookie cutter junk the simplest way to get from stage one to stage two without sacrificing the creative is to become an expert in your client's brand at the beginning of every client relationship which means you then take that consultant role you then take that expert valued partner role so you can increase your fees from supplier level to partner level, and you can deliver your very best in every creative engagement because you've charged enough to demand it, okay? So that's it for this one. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, if you've got any questions, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, obviously post your comment below. If you're watching or listening to this as a podcast, uh, you can uh, go to buildingbrandsforclients.com. That's where you will find this podcast. That's where you will find 
uh, our blog. That's where you will also find links and comments and all of that sort of stuff where you can post comments on our blog posts. Uh, you can even contact me directly through there. I would love the opportunity to help you move from stage one to, to stage two, or even just help you refine your stage two if you find that you're struggling with it. So please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions whatsoever. This is the Brand Sprint Show with Bruce White, the podcast for thinkers, writers, and researchers to get the best practical advice on how to consult, how to sell, and how to deliver brand and strategy sprints right across your clients' business life cycles. Because you can always add more value.